For far too long, injury lawyers have cared way too much about money and boosting their egos, and not enough about the people they serve. That stops now. Welcome to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, where trial lawyer Tyson Mutrux cuts through the BS and gives you practical takeaways to get you back on your feet, settle your case, and get on with your life. No fluff, no ego. And now, here's your host, Tyson Mutrux. Welcome back to the Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast. My name is Tyson Mutrix. I'm the owner of Mutrix Firm Injury Lawyers, and I'm here today with one of our other lawyers, Tracy Hoover. What's going on, Tracy? Nothing much. It's another scorcher out today. It's fun. That's nice. Um, I can't wait to go swimming, so that's what I will be doing after work. But right now, let's talk about phone records and why they are important to your case, because I idea and i think it's a good idea although i did say it was a boring topic but it's 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 one of those things that it is important and i do think it's overlooked so you want to give us uh, a reason or two as to why they are so important yeah so i've noticed in our discovery requests recently that opposing counsel and defense cannot stop asking about phone records and they will ask if our clients have copies of their phone records from the time the accident occurred. They will ask you if you were on the phone up to 10 minutes before the crash happened and who with. They will also ask you if you were on the phone during or after. And they wanna see your phone records so they can actually prove, one, that you're telling the truth in, in your discovery responses. But also two, they wanna see the actual proof that you really and truly were not on the phone and if so, who you were talking with, and if therefore you were distracted at the time of the accident. And yeah, as and you know, it's not like it's like we don't do the same thing. You know, we're we're looking for the same information, and I do think it's important that people know what actually is accessible and what's not accessible. Now, more and more things are accessible if you're like on an iPhone and like you you store your messages and all that. But when you're talking about just if let's say we were to subpoena the information from a cell phone carrier, all we're going to get is data and numbers, right? We're not going to get what those text messages are. So unless someone were to um, somehow get a subpoena to Apple and they were able to disclose all your iMessages or whatever it may be, all that they're really going to see is data. They're going to see that you were using your phone or you weren't using your phone. And so um, it'll actually look at the data point. You can actually look and see at the data points. Okay, Mrs. Jones was using her phone um, at 3.02 p.m., but it stopped. Uh, she stopped using it at 3.03 p.m., and she didn't use it until 4 p.m. And let's say that the, the crash happened at 3.30 p.m., well, then you weren't using your phone. But they're going to try to tackle uh, track all those data points and see if maybe um, it shows a spike in data and maybe because they want to see if maybe not necessarily that you were on the phone, but maybe you were checking Facebook and maybe you're scrolling Facebook while you're driving. And that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. And as a note, I mean, I think it's always funny when they ask us if clients have their records from 10 years ago when the answer is obviously no, because who who has their phone records? but they really do want them and they will usually press us for them. And if they can't do that, they will issue a cell phone authorization, which will have dates around the time of the crash up until current. And their whole reason for doing it is just so they can get that information. You will have to sign it. 
it's got to be notarized, but that's what they want. Yeah, and if you've got an online account, um, which most of us do these days, unless you, like, I think Cricket is one of those ones where you don't have an online account. I don't know, but um, if you've got one of those phones or a burner phone, you wouldn't have this. But if you have like a Sprint or AT&T or T-Mobile, you can go into your online account. If you think it's important, let's say that you get into a car crash and the other driver hops out and says, I know you were on your cell phone and you really weren't on your cell phone. Well, go on to your online account, print out the details um, because every carrier has this information. Print out the details, save it, give it to us, and we can use that to show, no, she, she wasn't driving. That, that's nonsense. Um, and you wouldn't normally think to do something like that. Um, you're not going to do it if, if, if that's not the case. If, if there's no, no one accusing you uh, of actually you know, talking on your cell phone or anything, um, there's no really no need to do it. But if, if you think that there's a reason that, that you need to download that, that information, go ahead and do it. That way we'll have it accessible later on down the road. Yeah, and their goal is definitely that they want to see if you were contributory negligent because then that reduces the complete negligence of their client, which means, of course, if a jury also finds that, then you get less in terms of settlement and reward. Um, so that's something also to consider when they're asking for this and what their motives behind it might be. Absolutely. So part of this, part of the part of the reason why we need this is just because we know that they're going to request a discovery. The other part of it is, is that uh, we can use it to defend you in case they try to use that as a defense and say that you know you were you were at least partially at fault. So there are some practical reasons for it. There's some some legal reasons for it, and it's not so obvious, right? Most of us wouldn't think of this. So um, I think that's about it. Tracy, anything else? No, just that I feel like this is something that's going to be more and more prevalent as time goes on. And it's one of the costs that we kind of have to bear since we're letting technology kind of take over our lives at this point. Yeah. And by the way, I'm saving everybody because Tracy wanted to get into a much broader topic when it comes to technology. I will save that, <laughs> save you from that for now. I'm sure later on down the road, we'll get into bits and pieces of that of that but uh, she wanted to get into some broad argument about not argument but uh, topic about technology <laughs> i'm going to prevent that from happening <laughs> um, but, thanks <laughs> thanks everybody for listening i want to remind everyone to go to the facebook page get involved there check out our youtube channel matrix firm injury lawyers make sure you like us on twitter i guess it, follow us on twitter would be the, the the better way of putting it and then Make sure that if you've not done so, please go on to Google and give us a five-star review. All right, make it a great day. Thanks, Tracy. Toodles. Thank you for listening to the Mutrux Firm Injury Lawyers Podcast, a production of Mutrux Firm, LLC. We offer a free 30-minute strategy session to discuss your personal injury case. You can ask us anything free of charge. Call 888-550-4026 to schedule your call or use the link in the show notes. If you're trying to handle your personal injury case on your own and running into issues with the insurance adjuster or not getting the treatment you need, try these three things. One, don't give a recorded statement. Two, ask your doctors to do your treatment on a lien. And three, don't negotiate with the adjuster prior to getting all of the treatment you need. Check out our YouTube channel for more helpful tips, where we have hundreds of how-to and explainer videos, or go to TysonMutrucks.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.